Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, thank you today for your mercy and grace upon our life. Thank you for having a place where we're able to hear the exposition of your word. We pray, O oh God, that you just manifest in a powerful mi mindset, a powerful renewing and transformation of our lives as we repent and turn towards you, as we ask for forgiveness for not being lined up with your word, for not even reading your word, for not considering and meditating upon your ways. Tonight, open the eyes of our understanding, open our hearts that we might receive your word and that your word might be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, that it might be the nutrition of the bread that nourishes us in our spirit man. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We give you thanks, O oh God, for the word of God, for the spirit of God, for the grace that allows us to walk in your pleasure. Prosper your word in the hearts of your people tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. The examples that were given in the word of God with respect to faith um, has to do not with living our own life. Uh, we started with Hebrews, I, I believe it was last week when we talked about the essence of faith is Hebrews 11 uh, verse 3, verse 2. Yeah, verse 3, there it is. You got it. I'm sorry. Hebrews eleven three 3 says, by faith, it's this life that allows us to understand that all the universe, when it says the world, you just everything that's in our world, we're all put in their place by the word of God. Faith brings you to that reality. When you're outside of faith, you start getting bugs in your head. And there's nothing worse than thinking different from God. Wisdom is the application of our life according to truth. You can know truth and not live it. That's the devil. You know truth. The Bible says that um, the demons believe and they tremble. So they know that God put everything in his place. But their mindset is on rebellion. I'm, I know that it's there. I know it's real. I don't want any part of it. I'm not interested. So the worlds were framed by the word of God. And so the things which are seen, everything that exists, was made of things, uh, were not made of things visible. That means that, that our world and God's world are clashing against each other. If you're going to live outside of faith, you're going to live by the sentiments. That's what the Bible calls a sensual man. James tries to talk about it in the book of James where he says there's two types of wisdom. Uh, the mind frame, you set your mind uh, in two perspectives. The one mindset is the wisdom that comes from heaven. And when he's talking about this wisdom that comes from heaven, he says 
It's a wisdom that allows you, uh, James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show this by the good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. So he's talking about that mindset of the wisdom uh, of being able to not be, um, listen to the, the opposite of the meekness of the, of the wisdom of the Lord, verse 14. But if you are bitter and you have envy and you're selfish, do not boast and lie. Do not say that you're walking in God. God has nothing to do with bitterness and God has nothing to do with thinking about yourself. That, that's not faith. The majority of the people that come to church to find God is because they, they need something. Listen, I didn't come to God because I wanted to help Christians. I was desperately in need of God's help. So I came here, see, and proving God and challenging God and speaking all sorts of craziness. So verse 15 says, This wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly. It's sensual. It's demonic. These are levels of faith that go in the wrong direction. They, they, they're based on what you feel, what you think. It's not, it's not what God thinks. It's not what God feels. It's, it's what you're going through is situational. That's not faith that comes from above. That's not wisdom. That's not the mind frame. This mind frame will deliver you, verse 16 says, the wisdom does not descend from heaven, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For if it's all about self-seeking, it's going to lead you to chaos, confusion, and every demon in hell is there. You're not delivered. There's, there's deep darkness in living a life for self. Now, verse 17 says, but the frame of mind that comes from above is pure. It makes friends. It's gentle. It's willing to give up what it's standing for. It's full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, and it's not situational. Where you put on a mask, but behind, that's not you. That's not the wisdom of God. Um, the wisdom of God is you are at peace because you know that everything in your life, having been delivered over to God, whatever happens is God in your life. Doesn't matter, good, bad, or the ugly. You're not one day waking up saying, Amen! And on the next day, all upset about your surrounding. That, that is this type of non, uh, you know, the, these men who gave their lives. Uh, they, they were burned to death. They were singing songs. They were singing songs. They probably were singing, soon and very soon. And the flames, I smell burning. We are going to see the king. They weren't going, ah, uh, ah. They were at peace with God. They were at peace with men. And they were saying, 
deny him and we'll this is the day this is the day that the lord has made listen that's genuine authentic faith it's not based on situations not based on circumstances you don't get goosebumps oh god's not in the room it's horrible we, we, that's why we're, I believe it's, it's beneficial for us to be on this journey. It's great for us to say, God, I want authentic, genuine faith. I want to know that your hand is on my life all the time. And there's no devil in hell that could disrupt my peace. It doesn't matter what's happening. At times when you have trials like a kidney stone. And you're saying, Lord... You said to count it all joy, but I'm not happy right now. Consider it great joy when you suffer and you're, you're, you're meditating with God. You're not saying, okay, oh, all the, the immaturities of hypocrisy, of things that are not peaceable. If it was up to you, you'd close down the church today because you're throwing a tantrum. Because it's circumstantial, it's sentimental. It's situational. It's seasonal. And that's not genuine faith. That's a counterfeit. You can't buy anything with that faith. You cannot. It will not get you one step in the direction of God. And so verse 18 closes it out by saying, Now the fruit of righteousness, if you want evidence of reality, it needs to be sown in peace. You need to sow it. You need to understand that this is a faith walk. Today, you might not be at the greatest expression of your faith. But guess what? Either was I 30 years ago. Either was I. If you go to Romans 1.16, he says, if you continue the journey, Paul, Paul is, is, is responding, I'm not going to let this down. This is not going to be something I'm going to surrender. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God so that I could be headed to salvation for everyone who believes. Everybody who's on this journey has, has a manifest reality of God's power. So I'm not going to surrender it. I'm not going to, you know, um, throw in the towel. I'm not going to quit. Verse 17, he says, because this is a life that's attained. It's the righteousness of God. It's the measure of God that will be revealed from faith to faith. What means? Little steps of faith. When I left my law practice, when I left my law practice, 19 years after I was a Christian, people were like, you crazy. But listen, when I left my best friends at 16 and 17 years old, that was a step of faith. I walked away from thinking like the world. So then 19 years later, I'm like, I'm walking on water. I'm going to throw myself into God more. Why? Because I've seen 19 years of his goodness. I've seen his presence. I've seen his provision. I've seen God is more real. Like it says there, the worlds were framed by what God says. When, when I hear somebody says, the doctor said, I'm like, really? What did God say? Because a doctor could say you have two weeks to live. If I were you, I would go find out what God says. Because that is the faith of those that survive uh, the victories of the Lord. So this is, it says God's righteousness is revealed. Um, his reality, his substance is with each measure of steps of faith. 
Let me ask you a question. If you're into the Lord for 10 years, and now you're like, wow, I read the Bible, I pray, I go to church. And you decide right there, I'm not going to take another step. What happens? You don't see any more of God's plan for your life. You don't see any more of the next provision of God and purpose and prosperity. You are shipwrecked. You're stuck. And so if you, get, if you want to get stuck from 47 to 57 to 67, and then you'd be like 90, and you'll be like Abraham, and you say, okay, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe the impossible now. I'm going to take a step of faith. So the, the life of God that he has from us is not something. A lot of people would like a roadmap with respect to, can you tell me what God's going to do with my family in five years? And then today, I'll decide if I come to him or not. In other words, Thomas says, if I touch him, then I'll believe. If I can see the fruit of a life surrendered to God in five years, that might be the inspiration to surrender today. Unfortunately, a lot of people, because God's not going to be raising brats, will never see what God has for them. Because it says the righteous, the just shall live by faith. This, this is a life, and, and I felt it. You know, here I was an illiterate, I hated school, I wasn't faithful to any of my girlfriends growing up, I was a rebellious, a womanizer, all that stuff, and then I come all the way to believe in God, to surrender, to get away from the world, to be married, to be a lawyer, to have everything that God has given me, and the Lord is saying, okay, now give up your practice. Give up your career, because I have a bigger plan. <laughs> no. No, you're crazy. He took me from the dirt to now be in a semblance of faith, of prosperity, but he's still stretching me more, and he says, now give it back. <laughs> not talking to me, Lord. There's no way. You can't go where I have you planned if you want to stay back where you're at. So these, these, are, these are, and listen to me. Since it's from faith to faith, the challenges at this level far surpass just not hanging out with my neighborhood friends. You guys right? Now, now that they're huge, come on, follow me, follow my lead. And I was like, Lord, am I hearing you correctly? Because faith, and we're going we're gonna to hit this on Sunday. You miss Sunday, that's your problem. Ready? Faith is knowing how to hear the voice of God. If you're deaf or if you talk louder than God, I have the sad reality where there's some wives that talk louder than their husbands and God. So the poor, miserable women will never see the glory of God. So we need to know when God is speaking we got to hear it. we got to know when it's the flesh. we got to know when it's the devil. we got to know it's when, you know, we're having indigestion. we got to be careful. So in this journey of faith, Hebrews 11.30 says that these people who decided to live this life went through all sorts of, says, by the faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they were encircled for seven days. 
They're up against their first major battle. And God tells them, go around the city seven times. And then on the last day, do it seven times and then shout loudly. One time each day for seven days and on the last day, seven times. And just shout. Listen to me. If they would have taken this strategic military assignment into West Point, they would have been laughed out of town. But because these people decided to listen to God and not their mindset, I'm, I'm going to share this. I've got to share this. Um, that is why we see more power of God and miracles on the people that don't think as opposed to those that are paralyzed by paralysis by analysis. Well, God, how is this going to happen? Well, God, you're, and I can't, but my grandmother said, my mother said, and they're going around a circle. God says, and instead of them saying, amen, I believe you, God. I believe that that's crazy and that's wild and that's fun, and I'm going on you with this one. And so you enjoy seeing the mighty hand of God. And then the other people that in Spanish they say, que le cranque. They're just like rem ruminating. Their, their, their thoughts are just going all over the place. Um, the simpleness of believing God. Um, these men, 1130, Hebrews 1130, not only knocked down the walls of Jericho after they were encircled for seven days. You got to read your Bible so you know what happens there. Um, verse 31 by faith, a harlot did not perish with those who did not believe. So at the walls of Jericho, there was, there was a prostitute, and she heard what God wanted to do, and she said amen. And the Lord saved her, protected her, and delivered her from destruction. And she didn't go down the sewer with those that didn't believe. Again, that's the comparison. A righteous man says, well, God, you know, I'm so good, and, and I... And God says, you know something? Not impressed by your goodness. I need somebody that will agree with me to listen to my word and to obey it. And sometimes it's, and this was when we first got saved, since we were a medical family, a doctor's family, they would call this the religion for the drug addicts and the prostitutes. Oh, you're going to that place where everybody had a drug addict, addiction and everybody was a prostitute and everybody was a, and isn't there one decent person in all that place? Well, it seems to be that the people that are most needy of God come to him. And the ones that think that they're doing okay, and it's funny because we all think we're doing okay. But faith will lead you down the narrow path that leads to life. And so there it is. The, the harlot did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies and she was able to make peace with them. Verse 32, these are all faith Faith, the hall, they, they call this the hall of faith. Uh, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets. All these inspired by faith. They were able to hear the voice of God and move in God's direction. Verse 33. Who through faith brought down kingdoms. And they did works of righteousness and obtained promises, 
even to the point of stopping the mouth of lions, those that would devour them. Verse 34. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword out of terrible debility. My favorite is seeing um, somebody who is the antithesis, the opposite of anything that God, that, that man could think possible, and God just, just he loves sticking his ha- hand in that. This is this Chinese boy, right? No one upon the earth overseeing him. And God says, wait, wait, wait. I'm the father of the orphan. I care for the widow. And he brings this boy, and, and he brings him to the, to limelight to the limelight who who does this say with me the hand of God the hand of God and that's what I feel that we all and that's the true the true definition of worship is kissing the hand of God it's saying God I need your hand in my life I don't want anybody else's hand in my life. I don't want to be a beggar. I don't want to be somebody who's asking for crumbs when you're wanting me to sit at your table. When you have said everything. I just went to, I don't remember where I went, but being in a place where nobody has financial provision is a very poor place. And everybody looking out like, like orphans, I said, God wants to use one of you men to give you everything in, in the supply so that you can supply the kingdom. But you don't have a heart for that. You're looking for somebody else to give you a handout, but God is asking for you to, to raise up your sight a little bit further and line yourself up with the provisions of heaven so that you can be the source. About 10 years ago, I got tired of trying to look for men to open doors for for the things of God to be done. I said, if there's not going to be a man that's going to have the the expressions of giving to the kingdom at that level, I'm going to be the man. I'm going to be the man. I'm going to start blessing the kingdom of God at crazy levels. Crazy levels. And, and I believe that God wants every single one of us to have such a relationship with God that the manifestation of that is seen upon the earth as a light that shines in the midst of darkness. You see a bunch of stingy men? That's not going to be me. You see unfaithful man, that's not going to be me. You see uncommitted man, that's not going to be me. You're going to see shady characters, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to walk like that. There, there needs to be men and women that will not compromise, that will not negotiate. What for? So that God might manifest what he promises in his word. But if we subtract and we subtract and we accommodate and we subtract, there is nothing going to be different than the church down the street. We're playing religion. You surround yourself. I, I, was, I was almost in tears this morning trying to see where we are parking ourselves amongst the 
the influence in our lives. We take our children to places and then we say, I never want to see you in a place like this. Listen to me. If you've taken your child 18 years to the same situation, don't expect anything different. Don't expect a different fruit. I'm, I'm, I'm going here. Um, these men and women of faith were able to do amazing things in the measure of the faith that they grew. And that, that's all I'm interested in tonight uh, for you to understand that in these, there's, there's little measures of faith and there's great measures of faith. In Mark 9.24, there is a father who comes to Jesus and says, Lord, I need a miracle. Let's go to verse 23. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you cultivate, faith like a mustard seed can move mountains. If you cultivate this faith, you can, if you set yourself up, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24, Lord, immediately the father said, Lord, with tears in his eyes, I believe, but there's a part of me that is still hanging not where you want it. I believe there's a lot of things that, I, amen! There's just some things that you're saying that I still, my heart is not saying amen. My, my heart is saying, ouch. Why are you asking this from me? Why are you taking me to that level? And he says, help me, Lord. When you, when you ask for help, God will show up in amazing ways. I'm here as a, as a, as a, an, a testimony to um, when I walked in here the first time, there's zero. There was, n there was unbelief. Um, that's called lining up with the Antichrist. You, you're more familiar in surroundings that are not consistent with the world's being framed by the Word of God. Um, the challenge is that every step of faith that we take will be backed up by the promise of God. That means God's going to show up. God's going to show up at levels that are going to leave you like really prostrate in his presence. You're going to see God like you've never seen him before. Let's stand tonight and ask God. We have, uh, we have the musicians come forward with that song. G hey, Kenny, you want to help us out or no? Pastor Kenny. Um, they could play, you could sing. Um, I don't want to lose my train of thought here. Many profess to have faith. And I guess it's, it's just a default mode on, well, God exists and eventually he'll come around and and show up and help me. That's the default mode. But I believe, like Jesus says, there's faith that moves mountains. There's a way of life that causes God to show up. This thing with my law practice, it's not my law practice, it's the building 
that I had my law practice in to stand up for God and for righteousness there's no way to not offend somebody and get them to disappear and say I'll never come back and, and they, they came back and they signed a 10 year contract that's, that's, that's crazy that's, that's insane but I, I believe that, that when we live the substance regardless of what's going to happen you're not in control of the results. You're only in control of doing what you can do like God wants you to do it. Then, then he promises your righteousness will shine like the, the noonday sun, super bright. We were reading in 1 Timothy 4.15 that Paul would teach his disciples surrender. He says, Think about these things and give yourself entirely. I can't because I have a timeshare. I'm, I'm, I have a part-time in my relationship with God. I can't be a real Christian all the time. I mean, what do you expect? He says, if you don't give yourself entirely to the things that, that God is speaking, your progress won't be evident. God wants to cultivate a harvest for his glory. He doesn't want a sick garden. He wants a fruitful garden. There are enemies to the garden. They're called boars. And with their, not, their nose, they uproot. If my dad brought a little piggy to our house once, and we had him as a pet as we were children until he took every plant of our backyard out. And my mom was about to bake his, his behind. She was about to roast him. And there are pigs that want to come into this house. And they want to uproot your faith. They don't want it to flourish. They don't want it to be fruitful. They don't want people to enjoy it so they could come. Let's, let's sing this song to the Lord. And my prayer tonight is that you would continue to allow this force to influence your life. Not a church, not a pastor. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, faith. If you want to come as a, as a response tonight to tonight's word, the altar is open. We do this also as a sign of faith. This is not Joaquin's altar. This is not Spring of Life's altar. This is not the Christian altar. This is God's altar. This is where I surrendered my life, not in this building, but at the altar of the Lord 30 years ago. And I said, I'm not here to talk to man. I'm not here to join a religion. I'm here because I need God to hear me. And I want what I heard tonight, if it was true. So the altar is open. Jesus be the center of it all. Jesus be the center of it all From beginning to the end It will always be, it's always been you, Jesus 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 at the center Jesus at the center of it all. 
Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, always be you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Tell Jesus, you're the center. Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you at the center of it all. At the center of it all. Say, Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. From beginning to the end, it will always be, always be you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, you at the center of it all he's at the center at the center of it all from my heart to the heavens from my heart to the heavens Jesus be the center it's all about you yes it's all about you from my heart to the heavens Jesus be the center it's all about you Yes, it's all about you, from my heart to the heavens. Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, from my heart to the heavens. Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. Jesus, be the center of your church. Jesus, be the center of your church. 
Jesus be the center of your church. Every knee will bow. And every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Father, we want you, Lord, at the center of our lives, at the center, Lord, of all that we do, Father, at the center of this church, Father God. For we know, Lord, that in you, Father God, all things are made new, Lord. Father, we believe in you, Father. And today we pray that we may have faith. That we don't have a faith, Lord, that just believes in God. But a faith that believes God. That believes you. That believes your word. A word that stands firm, Father. For the flowers fade. And the grass withers. But your word, Lord, remains. Your word stands forever, and today we believe that word. We believe the power of your word. And today, Lord, we stand with faith, Lord, a people with faith. And we pray, God, that you, Lord, may do the impossible, Lord, where it seems impossible in us, Father God. That we may believe in you, Father God, when our circumstances just doesn't add up, Father God. We trust in you today with all our heart. We don't lean on our own understanding, Father. For we know, Lord, that you will direct our paths, Father. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you for all that you've done in this place. We love you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are dismissed.